Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're with us on this Father's Day. Um, hey, just real quick, we're getting excited about soon that we're going to be able to move into our new facility, and if you didn't get this, uh, on the way out today, there's a magnet you can put on your refrigerator, and it's got a scripture on there, and then also it says at the bottom, Jesus still performs miracles, and it's a picture of the new facility that we're moving into. And that being said, there's a letter also, a thank you letter with it. But what we want you to do, Lisa put uh, something out there so you could write in your uh, address. So we'll have it for a mailing address. And probably next time I was telling Ben, the next thing we like to do is get one of these done when we move in with, it all, with, the, whoops, that's all, right, with all the people in it. And uh, so we're going to do that. So hopefully pray that, that we can get in. I know it's... Uh, uh, there's a lot going on with construction if you're in that industry with everything going on since COVID and all those things with getting materials. So pray that Grace will be able to get the materials in time so they can finish their project. And that's kind of where we're at right now to give you an update. So anyways, excited about it, looking forward to it. Let's pray. Father, we are just so grateful that, Lord, we can come to you and you fulfill all our needs. Lord, you take care of everything that we need if we're just willing to trust you. We thank you, Lord. We look to you today when everything that's happening in this world that we can look up and we know we have hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when I think sometimes about Father's Day, I think one of the things that... Uh, any father does, especially when your kids are older, you look back and um, and you look back and you, and you think, man, I could have done this better, and could have done that better, and ah, I remember this one time, and so I remember uh, we were on vacation somewhere. It was like a working vacation, and, and I was going to another church, and we were in a hurry, and in Novella tripped, I was getting gas, and she tripped over the pump, and we're running late, and I started yelling at her and so forth. I don't know why it just bothered me for years, you know. So, I don't know how many years went, had gone by, and I went, hey, say, well, just, hey, I just want to apologize for something, you know. So it just keeps coming up every time I think about this trip, about, you know, and she goes, Dad, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like yeah, I'm feeling guilty this whole time, but you know, what I want to say is, is earthly fathers, we're, we're, we're not perfect. And I want you to know, and we're going to dive into that a little bit more towards the end of the message. But I, I thought it would be appropriate today, the message, our heavenly father. And as we look at that day, I want you to read uh, the Lord's Prayer with me. And remember, this, this is a model prayer. So you can take this whole prayer and, and break it up and say this is the way that the Lord teaches us to pray in all these different ways. The way that we look to him as our heavenly father because those that loved him in that day said, Lord, how, how do we actually really pray? And he says, well, this is how 
you pray to God Almighty, our Heavenly Father. And let's read this together. I'm, let me read verse 8 first, and, and then, um, then we'll read verses 9 down through verse 13. Verse 8 says, Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Now let's read verses 9 through 13 out loud. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, when you even read that, felt like I did. I know you did. There's a calmness to that because you know that it begins to everything that we need in life. And this is what we're looking at today, our heavenly father, that it begins. The Lord says, this is how you begin to pray. Our father who is in heaven. What does the Bible say about what we're living in right now? Anytime we're thinking about something, the Lord tells us, in this day and age of all that's taken place to look up for your redemption draws nigh. In other words, look up because when we look up, there's something in our being that we can't quite grasp. But when we look up, there's a hope in that because we're looking up into heaven. We know that there is someone greater who is in control. And I want you to know whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're going through, whatever is, is taking place in your life, that you have a heavenly father who will never let you down, ever. It's an amazing thought to, to know that we have a father, we as earthly fathers. So I mean, if you remember this, is a couple years ago, really bothered me. I was out one night. It was a winter day. It was getting towards the evening. I was driving down the street at a main street. And I look over and there's a, there's a, a homeless lady holding a sign. She was quite young. And she not only was a homeless younger lady, but she was pregnant. And I stopped and I gave her some gift cards, which you make it available to do that. And I prayed and talked with her. And, you know, I got her name, and I drove away, and it so bothered me, and this is what my thought was. Where was her father? Where was her father? How in the world could a, any type of earthly dad let, first of all, a daughter, let alone a pregnant daughter, stand on a street corner begging for food in right here, right in our own city, our own county where we live. And I drove away and I thought, man, what are we living in? Now here's my thought though with that. Our Father who art in heaven, and all those things he talks about, he talks about forgiveness. He talks about he'll supply our daily needs. He talks about he, he, to look in any battle we face, we face it through his kingdom. His kingdom comes into our life, and we have the power from heaven 
to fight anything in this life. And I know without a doubt, I don't know what happened to that young lady, but I know you, many of you are a testament to maybe you were there because of what I said last week off air, that what is this day in the United States of America when we have like 15 holidays every year? It is the most emotional holiday of any other day, of any other holiday. Why? Not because of goodness or not because of great thoughts, but because there are many, many, especially today, that have a void, they had a void in their life of a father. Now, what is the hope that I bring every week? That why I wanted to read that in the Lord's Prayer, because there is a completion. See, when God is perfect and he gave Jesus for us and Jesus is perfect and lived a perfect life and died on the cross for our sins, when he tells us something, it is complete truth. There's not one lie in it. There's nothing left out. Everything that we will ever need, even though someone cannot be there for it. Let me give you another example in a relationship with a husband and wife. Why do so many crash and burn. You know why? Because there is the word, which we all know, expectations that go into those relationships. And there is an expectation to where that person, that man or that woman thinks that when they get married, that person is going to fulfill all my needs. It's impossible. It's impossible. When we know and know that we have a heavenly father, and knowing that he is there to meet all our needs, it will begin to change our lives. And when we read that, and the completion of that is, and when you go and you look over that again and again, you know without a doubt, no matter what has happened as a child or in your background, you have hope in a heavenly father who does what? What does he do? Well, he tells us, a great chapter over the book of Psalm, chapter 121, verses 1 through 4. Chapter 121 in the book of Psalm, verses 1 through 4. Listen to what the psalmist says. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. I want you to put yourself in this position. From whence comes my my help, question mark, my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Notice it just doesn't say my help comes from the Lord. It says my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he keeps Israel, shall neither sleep nor slumber. He even gives this example about the nation of Israel. When you think about the Lord and your life and the kind of help that he's going to give you, whether you're a young person, whether you're a teenager, or you're in college, it doesn't matter. You can be an elderly person. It doesn't matter. There still could be a void there that he says, my help comes from the Lord. And who is that? The one who made heaven and earth. You know what I always think about when I think about that with the Lord? 
The Lord, there's billions of stars. We don't know how many, but we know there's billions. And the Bible says that God knows exactly how many stars there are. And you know what an amazing thing about it? He goes on in a psalm and he says, and he named every one of them. That is amazing to me. Where does your help come from with your heavenly father? And maybe there's not any relationships here on this earth that are right there for you right now. Where does your help come from? My help comes from my heavenly father who made heaven and earth, who knows every star, how many there are, and has named every one. You don't think knowing that we are much more precious made in his image that he is going to watch over you? All we have to do, no matter what has happened in our life, is call out to our Heavenly Father. And you know what? doesn't matter. You see, what do you mean, Dallas? doesn't matter in the morning, night, middle of the night when you wake up, three, four in the morning. doesn't matter. It says he never sleeps. He's always there to listen to you. That is amazing. To know today that you have a heavenly father who is complete, our powerful, almighty, who knows everything and what he has done in heaven and in earth and all that we see in all the world that continues to go on and he cares more about you than anything else that he's ever made. Think about that. We have a heavenly father, no matter what has happened with an earthly father, that, that we can honestly say, no matter how bitter, no matter how angry, no matter what has gone on in your life, you can, look, you can look to the Lord. And once someone accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior, we become a child God. It's hard, too, when that, that pillar is, is taken out of your life. I mean, I had an amazing father. I... I uh, I am so grateful. My brother and I, it was just amazing the father that we had. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But he's not here. Those that we look to in this life that we, de- that we just depend on so much, one day they're not going to be here. I, I don't like even to talk about that. But I want you to know that if we are right with the Lord, as much as you will grieve and hurt, you have a heavenly father who fills that void, whether they've never been there or they're gone now or whatever it may be, or God is there for you. That's what I'm here to tell you today. I don't care what you're going through right now. I want you to know your heavenly father who made heaven and earth is going to be there for you right now today. He knows exactly what you're going through. All he asks for you to do is one thing, just one. Are you willing to trust him? Not your circumstance, not what your dad did or didn't do or all the things that happened to you in life and if only this would have happened, you didn't have this and that and this, all these things are going on out. No, he just wants you to say, I know all that. I, and it's, he sees it's the evil world we live in. God knows that. He's saying, will you trust me? No matter how old you are, will you trust me? 
Let's close with this last verse. In the book of Colossians in chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 21. It goes along also, this verse goes along with Ephesians 6 chapter 4, but we're not going to turn to that. But they're parallel, they go along with each other. And Colossians chapter 3 verse 21 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. So we have a pattern. God gives us a pattern is, is what a godly father should do. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. What's the Lord telling us here for the example that we need to set, to be, to do? My dad is an example. A lot of pastor's kids, my brother and I grew up as PKs, talked to others around the country. This would be the complaint. This is why they went out, yeah, I had my times in the world, and I'm not, I'm not proud of that at all. But what I'm saying is that I had no excuse. I had amazing parents. What I'm getting at is this. My father was gone a lot. But when my dad was there, he was there. He never missed my brother and I's ball games. He was always there to listen, always there to pick us up, give us money on the weekends, all those things. It was my dad, okay? But he was not there that much. Now, how many times do we hear today in this world, well, my dad is not around. When your dad is there, is he present? Is he there to fulfill what you need and to listen? That's what the Lord is saying. He's saying, don't be the place to where, don't provoke your children. It, now you correlate it with the other verse because as a dad, you can't be there all the time. You just can't. What he's saying is, take it over with Ephesians 6, 4. Train them. He says, same thing there, but he says also, train them up in the training of, of the Lord. And then you take it with Proverbs. When they're old, they won't depart from it. What the Lord is saying is that he sets an example. And the example is we aren't supposed to use excuses for the way that we are today as far as not being, quote, quote, successful or whatever you want to call it. God wants you to know he will equip you for everything that you need. And one of the ways he does is through a father that loves you, even though he might not be there all the time, he teaches you in the ways of the Lord that he's teaching you all the way along with your mom and training you in this way. And guess what? They might not be there right now. They might not be where they should be. God gives you a promise. If you do not provoke them, you do not discourage them. In other words, what it means is to kick the will out of their life. To kick every ounce of any self-thought of what they could do in this life. That's what it means to provoke. That's why we see in this world 95% of school shooters in America today are young men. They are so angry from what has happened in their life growing up that they take it out in this world. They are so angry and provoked 
They were so discouraged that the will has been broken in their life. As a father that you know that you have birthed those child with your wife, you know. You know everything about them. You know what makes them work. You know what makes them hurt. And you know what provokes them. And you know when you get in there and don't tease them, don't do these things. God is showing us and telling us as our heavenly father, just the way my father implemented God Almighty to me, I hope I did to my children. And that's how we are able to live in this world, in this crazy world that we live in, that we can have hope for the next generation no matter how evil it is. Because you and I know that we can take God's word, teach them his way. And when we are there, that we love them so unconditionally that we know one day that they will come back. And if there is a void there that that father might not ever be there, our heavenly father is not going anywhere. No matter how old we get, he never sleeps. He's always there for us to call upon him. And if you and I are willing today just to do that, one thing, it's just not easy in the midst of whatever you're going through. I've said this before, I was speaking to thousands of people at church in Florida one weekend, and uh, each service had, a, I don't know, again, thousands of people, and it was packed, and three services, and a lady was standing up back, and all she heard me say, she was working in the morning, she came in late, she was standing in the back, and she's actually stopped to talk to me after the service. He says, I didn't hear anything today except one thing, but I wanted to thank you. All I heard was just trusting. So powerful when it comes from the Holy Spirit. It wasn't me. I didn't plan on saying it. Just the same as today. Are you willing to trust your heavenly father right now whether you're young whether you're middle-aged whether you're old to know he's your heavenly father look up and to know he's got you covered and no matter what you go through in this life he's going to be with you he's going to guide you and he's going to direct you man and hopefully when you grasp that if you are here today as a young person or as a young man, you can implement this and you can be the father that maybe you never had. You can implement Jesus Christ. <laughs> and there is nothing like knowing that when you put your family in the Lord's hands, he's going to work it out. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today and if you're here today and you don't know Jesus is your Savior, we, we always give an opportunity. We have so many people respond, I believe, over the Internet and our church app and Facebook and all the different social avenues. Uh, maybe you're just that same person that tuned in today that I talked about. That everything you're going through, that you are 
that you are blaming on an earthly father. And you know what? You probably have every right to. Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he hurt you. Maybe he hurt your family. But I want you to know there is a plan. We began with a prayer today. Our heavenly father who art in heaven. You have a father waiting for you to let you know. He will fulfill every hurt, every need, everything that you will ever want, any peace, any hope that you're searching for. He will come into you, as the Bible says, like a flood of rushing clean water. So if you're here watching, Say, Dallas, what do I have to do? I said, all I have to do is what I said at the end of the message today. Are you willing to trust him? And just pray with me because God says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray with me. Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I know I can't make it like this. I believe who you are, that you're the son of God, that you came and shed your perfect blood for me. And Jesus, right now, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me for filling this void in my life I've had so long. Help me from this day forward to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Father, we are so thankful. Only know we get to heaven probably the people have accepted you all over the United States or it might be through, through the airways. Lord, you are so powerful. Lord, if there's someone here today, may a friend bring a friend or a family member and I can open up your word and lead them in that same prayer as we did just now. They can find heaven as their home. You will fulfill all the needs in their life forever and ever and ever. Jesus, we thank you for the hope that we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope 
from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.